Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic. Thought about changing that up, but now I can't. It's a trademark. Yeah. It's your boy hey. K Troll on the mic, and uh, we are here to recap Week 18 in the NFL. We've got the playoffs set. Playoff lineup are set. Playoffs, and I am joined today by the Jim Nance to my Tony Romo. Tell you the- so look, look at this, Jim. This is like how you ran in high school. Look exactly. at that perfect form, extension. I mean. And doesn't even get phased that there's people around. Just look, ooh, look at the change of direction. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? Well, he turns He's it up field. <laughs> Ethan Gelfand, what's happening, E? Mr. Romo Stradamus, well, good to see you today, sir. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm going to do this post-production, and by now you've already heard it, but I'm going to find that Tony. That Jim Nance does. There's a like a viral there's a viral sound clip of Jim Nance doing that. Because it really? happened during one of the game one of the games. He goes, Tony <laughs> like was he scared or was he curious? I, I don't know if it was like a like a last second play or a kick or what it was. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, why would you say? By the time me? you're hearing us argue about this, you will have already seen the clip or heard the <laughs> clip on the podcast. But uh, then we just, just look know. like idiots because the clip is played and I don't know what it is. But yes. Tony, Tony. <laughs> maybe I can look it up right now while we're on the podcast. No, don't. <laughs> no. Anyway. Oh, maybe it's the uh, Justin Tucker. Oh, no. I don't know. I'll find it. I'll find it. Speaking of Justin Tucker, uh, I was just seeing some clips. He was, like, practicing field goals, obviously, before the game. He kicked an 85-yarder. <laughs> an 85-yard field goal? He made it? Yeah. Granted, it was on the tee, and obviously no one rushing him or anything like that, but he, he nailed an 85-yarder. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Can you imagine, like, you got up to the 25, and you're like, all right, that's good enough. <laughs> Let's line up. <laughs> We're going to the 32-yard line, and then you you back him up seven yards for the, the kick. And so I guess this is me clearly not being an NFL kicker or anything to that matter. So, okay, clearly he has the leg. And even on kickoffs, like I feel like half the time they go through the uprights anyway. And I know a lot of it is to do with aiming. And obviously the rush makes a huge difference. So let's say you get to your own 35 or 40. You back up like 10 yards just to give you the space. I feel like why are these, especially like at the end of a half or something like that, like why not? Like why not just try it? I feel like it's more success. It would be a bigger success rate than a Hail Mary or the Patriots debacle. Like probably. I, I think I think the concern is is probably that draining the kicker's blocked. If it gets blocked or something, they can run it back and right. touch down, you know. But, but I would say at the end of the game, for sure. At the end of the game, yeah. when you're at the 50 or or even not quite to the 50. Granted, your quarterback can throw it that far, and so I don't know what the percentages are of Hail Marys working out. It's probably like 2%. We definitely don't know what the percentages of a kicker making a 75-yarder. <laughs> you might as well try it. Might as well, might as well try it. I'm with you. And, I mean, if you're worried that maybe they'll ha- send someone back to catch it, but, again, these kickers have the legs. They're going through the back of the end zone every time, kicking it from their yeah. own 25 or 30 anyway. So, I don't know. It's the tee does make a difference, though. And, like, having a guy push his finger, even if you're holding the ball – you're pushing the ball down a little bit with little your bit. fingers and it's, it's going to take just enough. It's going to give you just enough friction that it probably takes off. I don't know how many yards. I love how we're getting very kicker centric, but 
Uh, I think we might have talked about this a few weeks back, but uh, so you know Pat McAfee, the former punter for the uh, for the Colts, he's great. Has yeah. his own podcast. He's like the bad boy of NFL broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. Love him to death. Yeah. Anyway, he kind of exposed the Raiders for a trick that they basically pulled a Bill Belichick in finding like the loophole in the rule book. And so, did we talk about this? I can't remember. No. No. Okay. So on on the field? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, did they bring a tee out on the field? But maybe well, not. Well, so, was, you know, you can kick from the tee on a kickoff. And so <clears> what they were doing, is, obviously you kick from the tee on the kickoff. <laughs> and so, but what they were doing is they were having a guy hold the ball while it was on the tee. But what they did is, and he had like a whole schematic of, so like if this is the tee, you know, there's a little groove in the middle. So it sits in the tee, right? The ball sits the tip of the ball. But what they were doing is they were having the holder pick the ball out and have it resting on like the back of the tee. So it was a little raised. And so it was letting their kickers get more air under it. So it would land it just like they would have to return it. So it'd be at like the one and then they could smash and, your, and get them before you give the guys more time to get down there too. Yep. If you kick kick it higher. High. So, uh, so Pat Mack is like, obviously he has the expertise. He was a kicker. He did the holds and all that. He's like, I think the Raiders have found a loop. He was the only one to notice it. And then like two weeks later, NFL came out with a statement. Basically, the Raiders couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> so was that, was that this season? Yeah. So, okay. Number one, I guess maybe it's, is it only in college where you can do a fair catch on the kickoffs now? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. So you can fair catch kick- kickoffs now. And so no doubt if they were going to catch at the one yard line, they would just fair catch. Oh, it. Are you but... talking about the onside kick? No, 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 no. I was going to say, um, I feel like this would have gotten more attention because there would be a guy holding every kickoff. Like I don't, I never saw this at all. Well, because they say like with it. a guy holding the kickoff, that's detrimental to the kicking team because that's like your gunner or whatever. Um, yeah. But so it's kind of like they were hurting themselves, but it gave them that advantage that it didn't matter. Uh, but I thought you were going to talk about, and I can't remember if this was college or the NFL where a team was lining up for an onside kick <laughs> They kicked it, and the return team waved it off <laughs> like you've called a fair catch, and they couldn't do yeah. anything about it. Yeah, that's Which how it works. I mean, that's I, I think that's play. in the NFL too. I don't know. Shame on me for not knowing. I think that's in the NFL too. That was the most. Um, they're trying to play. avoid those like full speed collisions. I mean, that is the craziest play in sports. It's just a full, full throttle face to face. The fact that you your strategy is build a wedge or it used to be i mean this is like back in the day build a wedge and then these guys in the middle wedge busters their job is just to cram and smash the wedge wedge. throw your body into it that is now like what we know about you know every every hit in a nfl game is like a 30 mile an hour car crash or whatever like what we know about that now you're just like you are you're just basically just telling people go run your car into a wall just just go drive just go into the parking lot drive your car into a wall same deal. Just do You're that. Fine. We'll throw <laughs> a football right on back top out. of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're good. Uh, so, oh, yeah, a little kicking centric this morning. I like it. How about <laughs> that? Well, speaking of kicking, and I'll skip ahead, but the Dolphins kicked their way into the playoffs. How about so Jason Sanders with three field goals to win in a very 2006 ACC championship oh. fashion? Wake Forest, Sam Swank, 9-6 over Georgia Tech. Look yeah. it up. So gross. So the, uh, ACC championship MVP, Sam Swank. Right, right. <laughs> Clearly should have been. Uh, well, it's funny because, uh, you know, we make our picks for the, the games on Thursday. And so Friday I was thinking about, I'm like, man, 
I don't know why I picked the Jets. Like I do like Teddy Bridgewater. And so I was actually going to text you and Kyle saying, you know, if it pleases the court, if it's okay, if I switch my pick, I didn't. Cause then I was like, Oh, Skylar Thompson's starting. That's Teddy Bridgewater. I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better. Cause it's Joey Flacco, my very elite quarterback. So I felt a little bit better thinking that he could pull off the upset. And then I'm watching, not watching the game, but you know, watching the updates of it. I was like, I'm just going to vomit. This is disgusting. This is how I'm oh, I watched. Lose. I watched some of it. I, mean, I, <laughs> oh, I watched some flipping, of it. I was flipping back and forth between that and the Patriots Bills, and I was just like, "Ugh, just yeah. awful." Um, I did not know Skylar Thompson was going to start. I thought Bridgewater was going to start, and I may have changed my pick had I known that. But I'm glad I didn't. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They need Tua back. I don't know. I, he's. They said he's not. He's not going to play the first round. He can't. He's not ready this weekend. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, don't take, don't take them going very far. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they're playing at Buffalo anyway. That's the, yeah. it was basically the same thing that happened to the Patriots last year where they make the playoffs and say, like, Oh, you're going to Buffalo. Oh crap. <laughs> oh, crap. Good, day. good day. Good day. sir. Yeah. said good. Day. It, it was a good run. It was a good run. I do genuinely worry. We don't have to go and like diatribe about this, but like, I do genuinely worry about to, uh, playing football again, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's how about functioning as a normal human being again? I mean, they're they're talking like he's day to day. He's like, we we just we just want him to get through each day, kind of thing. And you're like, that's what I'm saying. When your head coach says what? we just want Tua to survive the day, it's like, what? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I think that was like kind of a, a bit of a misquote because I think the the real situation was like the the independent neurologists and the medical staff were focusing on a day by day approach, not like a not a holistic. Hey, right. do not we like think this week he could play there? More just day. like, hey, let's just you know. Let's just worry about each day. And it's not like he's at risk of not making it each day. It's just more that they're not thinking any any future plans with him. But I, yeah. I mean, genuinely, I do worry about that with him Yeah, uh, long term, you know, because if that happens again next year, if he gets two next year or something, oh, he's he, he may be done forever. Yeah. So real quick, because we'd be spending way too much time on the Dolphins. Do you consider the season a success for them? For the Dolphins? Assuming, assuming they're going to lose. Do you consider the season a success? I do because they're going to the playoffs. Now, I have to also, though, think about the fact that Brian Flores did basically the same thing and got fired. And so that's, but I think that was such a garbage firing. I still maintain that oh, it was just like the worst firing, firing ever. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a success. Um, you had, was well, Tua was in and out of the lineup all year. And so if you can get a, if you can get a stable quarterback when he was in, that team looked really good. So caveat, you know? okay. Do you still consider it a success the, Considering the way they started, would they start seven and three or eight and three, and then they finish nine and eight? Like, do you, is that still a success? Considering how they started, yeah, I think circumstances caused them to slide. You know, so yeah, I would say if this team is healthy and all together, this is a good team. This is a ten win team. You know, maybe eleven even. Um, which which is a which is a win for Miami, who's who's not been I've good been in years. Sixteen, so yeah, it's been a while. All right. I don't know. Do you disagree? Do you, do you think that um, yeah, they, I mean, they should have done more? I feel like coming into the season, they definitely had high expectations. They would kind of like a, not assume they were going to make the playoffs, but they, they figured this was a good team that they're obviously we talked about in the preseason. They were going all in and all in for Tua, giving him all the weapons he needed and all that, especially the big deals with Bradley Chubb halfway through the year and um, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, Jeff Wilson. Um, yep. So clearly they were going all in expecting it to be a playoff team. And obviously you can't account for brain scrambled but considering the fact that they started seven and three and then to barely make it in at nine and eight i think is a little disappointing but you're right 
anytime you make the playoffs, it's still a success for a team, especially that hasn't been there in six years, a team that still has to learn to win young guys. So uh, a slight, uh, an above average success. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, I guess, I guess early in the season, we were thinking like this team, this team has got like legit firepower potential. The offense was stacked. Their offense man. was unstoppable. I mean, they were putting up 35 every week. So I guess it's true. They lost a lot of that steam. But again, I I just attribute all of that to quarterback what happened play. with Tua. Yeah, you know, and it was either like he was not playing or when or he was getting knocked out of the game. You know, and any game he gets knocked out of, you don't have expectations they're going to win or they're going to look normal. And True. then of course the games he doesn't play, you don't have expectations they're going to look normal. So like when he was fully healthy and played the whole game and looked normal, they looked like a really good team. Because <laughs> uh, what is it? Is it some weird set? Like Tua is technically undefeated this season because like. For games he started and finished, and just like you know, then that's he- what I, I mean. That's probably that's probably true, and it's a super weird stat, but that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Like right. when he played the full game, it was there, and they had their whole offense going. They they looked incredible. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I don't think concussions are something you you think are like um, injury prone necessarily. You know, so I wouldn't say like He's got a is he injury skill. prone? Is this is this like going to be a problem going forward? Um, but. <laughs> That it's is, certainly going to be a problem for him because of how many he had, I would yeah. say. Adds up. So anyway, enough about the Dolphins. They're the seventh seed playing at the Bills. Good luck, Skylar Thompson. Yeah, and good luck on that. Um, Seattle snuck in as the seventh seed in the NFC. Man. So the Packers get upset by the Lions. Which One was pride. <laughs> I was going to say, like, very you, obviously you and I were texting about this, and no one wanted to see Seattle in the playoffs. Obviously, either one, either one of the Lions or the Packers. No one wanted Seattle. <laughs> So yep. one, they had it, the Rams took them to overtime. Disgusting. The fact that it even went to overtime. Rams were winning the game. Uh, so that was incredibly disappointing. But then that also just kind of shows more pride for the Lions because as we talked about that, you know, if you already know you're not going to make the playoffs, that's a huge letdown. You could have just kind of phoned it in and be like, whatever, just kind of had kind of a letdown of a game. But they didn't. They were just as fired up. And again, it's something that we talked about that, you know, it's obviously a division rival. You can keep them out of the playoffs at their house. And they rose to the occasion, man. That was that was fun to watch. Like you could tell they were fired up. It was a it was a gross game. It was just drag them out, knuckle to knuckle fight, and it was gonna be a field goal fest. But uh props to the Lions, man. I think that yeah. that could be like literally a turning point showing the medal of this team and that. Uh, Again, it's younger teams. You got to learn how to win. And that was a big way to do it. So that was cool. I think this is also like a big knock knockoff Goliath. Like the Packers have owned that division for years. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers has owned every team. And Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau in December, January has owned everybody. And so this, I think, was a big. I know you. I'm sure you've got a Tom Brady beat him there every time he played him or something stupid. No one cares. All I'm it's saying not a Tom is, Brady stat. Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau in December and January is really good. And yes. there's, I think he, he casts a specter over the entire NFC North that shoot the road to the playoffs or the road to the championship is going to have to go through Lambeau. Yeah. And so for the young Lions to be like, screw this dude, let's let's sock him in the mouth and show him yeah. like we're here to stay. That's a big statement win. It's huge. And I mean, he was giving them no respect all season. They, I don't know if you saw, I always love reading like the, the recaps and whatever. And it said like the biggest trolls on whatever the lions trolled the crap out of him after they beat him because it showed all his sound bites from the season, basically giving the lions zero respect. And, you know, obviously they swept him this season. Uh, but I was about to say about, you know, Rogers and Lambo. It's interesting. You look at the past three seasons, 
He has lost at home each one of those three years. Obviously, one was to the Bucks. Uh, then oh, last the playoffs. Year was, yeah, in the playoffs. Last yes, year, in the playoffs. Yes, Bucks, 49ers, and now to lose here. It's the last three times he has ended a season walking off the field. It has been at home. Yeah, that's true. We we got into that discussion. Uh, I think it was with your boy Jonah, Jonah's yeah. gems, Learner's Locks. We got into that discussion with him about. Green Bay not winning in the playoffs and always having home field advantage. Like for, yep. they were either one or two seed, like every year, 13 and three, and they could never get it done. And and that kind of illuminated in my mind, like they are beatable there. It's just mm-hmm. takes the right kind of team. True. I just thought this was, this was a big little brother moment, you know, for yeah. the lions to be like, okay, 100%. you know, when you, you know, you get to be 16, 17 years old, you've been beat up your whole life. And all of a sudden you're strong enough and big enough to maybe fight back this is their chance oh, that was pretty and cool. they did that and it was fun to see they pulled out some trick plays ballsy trick plays like late in the fourth for on fourth to get a first i mean they do a hook and ladder when it's second and 17 i'm like i love hook the hook and ladder, and ladder. <laughs> the hook and ladder was and i told i texted you this this reminds me our our fraternity football team flag football team in college every game we started with the hook and ladder <laughs> every game and of course, no one scouted us for that. It's their fault for not scouting us. But uh, yeah, I would chuck it to Stonehands Crawford. Half the time he would catch it and he would pitch it over to Hova. Josh. Yep. It's worked true. every time. Every, every time. time he caught it, it worked. 60% of the time. It worked every time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. The Jags uh, took down my Titans as I predicted. But, you know, the Titans put up a good fight with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. I actually had a feeling before the game, I started to think, you know what? These are the kind of games the Jags win or the Titans win. Vrabel's going to have them fired up. I think Dobbs is a competent quarterback, and the defense is, is there to play. They were all healthy. They come off of rest the week before against Dallas. There's a chance they could take this take this thing, and uh, I really felt that way most of the game, honestly. And then uh, the Jags got it done in the end. The Jags' defense actually kind of came up for them at the end. So yeah. kudos to them. I don't know what that means for them in the playoffs. They get to host the Chargers. It's a tough first round opponent. That is tough. Uh, in Jacksonville. So that's good for them, and I think they've got a shot. If that defense plays like they did this past week, they've definitely got a shot in that game, and and we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, I mean, once again, it's similar to a Lions team. They're scrappy, and they're young. And, I mean, the rebound they have from last season to this year is spectacular. So big hats off to Doug Peterson for for that job. Uh, I mean – and the Chargers are unproven. This could be a great game. This could be a I shootout. think this is going to be my favorite one to watch, for sure. I, mean, I think it'll be the closest, and it should be two two young teams that have a lot to prove that are excited teams, to be there. Two young quarterbacks. First time they've been there. Yeah, yeah, Herbert hasn't been in the playoffs yet, so I'm excited to see what he can do. I think yeah. it'll be good. It will be good. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, the Eagles barely hung on to the one seed. <laughs> Jalen Hurts comes out to play. The Giants sit all of their starters. Sit everybody. And the, Eagles, and the Eagles barely beat them. Like, I am nervous about this Eagles team, man. I don't know if I know they needed to get kind of some rhythm in this game, and that's why they that Jalen came back out and played. And I think Jalen is a superstar, but I don't but know. The worst part nervous. is like the headline was coming out that uh, Nick Sirianno was basically saying that he's hurting, <laughs> he's hurting a lot. So it's like, yeah, I know you got to buy, so that helps. But I, did that set him back a little bit? But yeah, something's off with the Eagles. It's tough. I mean. It's a little different from your Titans from last season. The Titans weren't as strong of a powerhouse as the Eagles have been all year. But I mean, is that the one seed you're you're nervous about? I mean, is that something like I want to play the Eagles right now in, in the state they're in? I would absolutely say yes. I, I feel much more confident about Mahomes and the Chiefs right now than I do the Eagles. 
And yeah. I just – I think the AFC is a tougher playoff ladder in general. Mm-hmm. But um, – because I think the Bengals and the Bills are both so stout. But, um, yeah, I don't feel great about the Eagles at all, you know. I think they can get a win, uh, especially at home. But they're going to have – they're going to have trouble if they get to the end and it's like San Francisco going to Philly, that's going to be a game. If that if that's how it turns out, that's going to be a game. Uh, yeah. Even Even if Dallas ends up there, if they beat Tampa – you know, if they end up there, that could be a game. You know, um, Tampa. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know what the Bucks are doing. Forget about the Bucks. They'll probably make a run and win the whole thing. Who knows? But let's be I honest. They're going to beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys always lose in the first round. Um, but yeah, then yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know about this year. That's <laughs> true. But the Bucks. The Bucks got stomped by the Falcons. I know they were not necessarily pushing, but they played Brady most of the game. I mean, that's they played him first half. I mean, I yeah, I don't feel good about them at all. Anyway, um, Texans. <laughs> this is so hilarious to me. Maybe the dumbest play in the NFL. The Texans go for it at the end of the game. They're on like the 25. Davis Mills is getting pressured and backs up to like the 45-yard line and chucks what's basically a Hail Mary. And they catch it. Jordan Akins catches it in the end zone for a touchdown. They're down one. They go for two. They get it. They beat the Colts at the at the buzzer, and now they go from the number one overall pick to number two overall pick. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? I get, like I said before the game, I think they don't care if they get the one or the two. But if you're at the last play of the game, maybe then you're like, if they just come out and steamrolled the Colts, I'd be like, hey, don't take your foot off the gas. Right. But to try that hard to win <laughs> is idiotic, in my opinion. I, I think, think that's Lovey just- Smith was trying to say, hey. End the game on end the year on a winning streak, man. So maybe that's why he won for the win. But I mean, similar to the Lions last year. Think about it: the Lions and the Jags were fighting for number one pick. The Jags won their final game. That's right, because they kept the Colts out of the playoffs. And all the Lions had to do was lose their final game, and they won. So you know, I I, I still think you know between the one and the two pick. I was reading reports that the Texans don't like any of the quarterbacks in this class anyway. Um, and so then, uh, okay. <laughs> You'd rather have Davis Mills than any of those guys? I guess. So anyway, I just feel like – do you feel like you see tanking as much as in the NFL as you do, per se, like an a, a, a NBA? Obviously, there's tanking in the NBA. Um, no, I don't I don't think the NFL is it's as prevalent. Um, I kind of think the Colts have been tanking. So and they probably that's, have. That's, really, that's the only – Tanking that's I've probably seen, the I one think. example they probably that's have. the one where i feel like i mean you're basically you said matt ryan's not playing we're gonna play nick Foles. oh he's terrible okay we're gonna play sam ellinger like you you, you tanked you tanked you can't tell me you didn't tank yeah um but and then <laughs> and and in this game too i watched the replay i swear to goodness it looked like the colts player who should have picked this ball off it went right through his hands i swear he let it he was like uh don't catch it but, and then he landed and he didn't turn around being like dang it <laughs> I was swear he let that ball go through. <laughs> I don't know. Go watch the replay. It's wild. Go watch the replay. It's wild. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't think. I get why they want to win. I, I mean, I get all that. I just think when quarterbacks on the line. So last year it was like you had two edge rushers. Is it going to be Thibodeau? Is it going to be Hutchinson? You know, maybe it's Walker. I don't know. They're all defensive linemen. You know, and so you're kind of like, I'll take any of them. If I end up with a two spot, that's fine. But, okay. but this year there are three quarterbacks who are like top ten prospects that I think you're really genuinely going for. Right. 
But okay, so you think okay, I'll I'll drop to the two spot. Chicago's getting the one. You think they're going to take a quarterback? That's your boyfriend. No, and that's why I said that's why I said last week when I picked the Texans to win because I think they don't care for that reason. Right. But at the same time, again, like why throw a hail mary at the end? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> the you might as well take that first pick and block that. Here's wanted- what's going to happen though: if the Bears don't like the here's here's what they're you're concerned traded. about. If you did like one of the quarterbacks, who's going to trade into the Bears spot to yeah. get their one? And, and get the Bears extra picks because the Bears know they don't need a quarterback, but they know someone else does. No, they that's what you're worried about. They don't need a running back. They need a quarterback. They have a running okay. back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Kyle Siegert. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I've been saying that all year. <laughs> anyway, you back off. Anyway. You back off. Hate, hate, uh, hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Neutral site AFC championship game. <laughs> Kudos to one Kemper troll. Roger Goodell called him up and said, you know what? I'm going to take all the credit for this. But thank you. Hey, I need a plan, yes. K Troll, on the mic. What you got? <laughs> on the mic. Was like, <laughs> That's your name. Which was like game. Now, he literally thinks your first name is K Troll, middle name on the, and then your last name is Mike. <laughs> right. It's a hyphenated last name. So I don't know that. Um, I don't have they announced where. I know they had some possibilities. It ain't going to be in Cleveland. I think it should be in Cleveland. It should be in Cleveland, I think, because it's open air and it's Cleveland. And God knows. That city's been through enough. It would be exciting. They will. I mean, at the same time, you don't want to see two other teams no, playing a championship game in Cleveland that aren't Cleveland. But it's Indianapolis. Know, Let's be honest. I would do it. It's going to be Indy or Detroit, probably. It's Although Vegas was saying, like, "Hey, we'll do it out here. That would be cool if it did out Vegas. There'd be no reason. It's so far away, but yeah, be cool. It'd be a cool venue. Um, but yeah, neutral side AFC championship game could be happening. We'll see if it's the Bills well, Chiefs. I know this side. didn't happen, but what did you think about the idea of? had the Ravens beaten the Bengals and they were to face each other in the playoffs, that home field, the, the Bengals were already declared the North winner. But if the Bengals had lost to the Ravens and they played each other in the playoffs, the, the home field was going to be decided by a coin flip. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, that, that reminds me of um, Friday Night Lights. That reminds Dude. me of Friday Night Lights when they Couldn't got a coin find flip. It, it's on the floor. floor. <laughs> yeah. It's heads. Oh, well, is it heads? It's, this one's a little rubbed down. I don't know. I can't tell. I was like, hey, you know what? That is tails. That is, that is tails. <laughs> I just yeah, like I don't that. Know. Joke. I just like I'm that not surprised they have cold. rules like that. Like they're so antiquated, but they're also like haven't been challenged in so long that they had no reason to change it. And so they're like, oh shit, really? That's how we're gonna decide this is a coin flip? Oh man, we should have probably come up with something better than that. <laughs> we should have, we should have come up with a much bigger plan A, B, C, D, E, and F before that. <laughs> now I will say that um the Bengals were protesting the idea of the neutral championship game and not replaying the Bills game. Um, because they they were arguing that there's no precedent for creating or changing a rule midseason. And so I could see the same thing happening if they had a coin flip and they're like, well, let's do something else. Like, no, we have to do something else in the off season for now. We're doing a coin flip for now. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I guess we'll see. Yeah. How about a pigskin pick them update for us? This one kind of came down to the wire. It did. Sort of. Sort of. So we kind of knew Leslie was going to take it. She had a good four, four or five point. uh, Four on you, five on me. That's right. Four on me five on you. And even as we were making the picks, I was kind of going a little YOLO just cause like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just go for some wild glory here. And then you and I were talking like, well, if, cause we ended up having five different ones, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We legit had five different ones. And so like, well, 
if all five of mine are wrong, you get all five. It's let if Leslie went with me, then yeah, you're gonna be all of your picks. <laughs> yeah. So uh as the games were going on, you hit, I think, besides the Bucks, because we all picked the Bucks. But other than that, you hit the first like 10. I was like, holy crap, Kemper is hot right now. Falcon fire. So yeah. hot right now, Hansel. And uh, I'm, I'm so hot right now. So hot right now. So yeah, you ended up having a big week. 13. You passed me by one. So well done. Um, but you were this close. Got him. This close. so here's what I was frustrated about. And I was texting with Leslie. Kudos to her, by the way. She crushed yeah. it. She's a freaking badass. Um, and she deserves that first place. But I was texting her and I was like, first off, I was like, damn it, I wanted to take the Falcons. I should have taken the Falcons. I should have known that the Bucks. what I thought was going to happen was the Bucks would score with their first team and then they'd pull them and the Falcons would take over. And what really happened is that they scored with the first team and then they struggled and then they pulled them and then the Falcons took over. And I should have just known they had nothing to win, you know, nothing to play for there. But um, so I regretted that pick. And then it would have come down to the Packers and the Lions. Now, of course, you and I were debating that game and I – you took wrongly the took the Packers, but had it taken the Lions in that game and the Falcons, then I would have ended up tied with Leslie, and that would have been pretty exciting. So yep. a great big what if, but I didn't. So, <laughs> but I didn't. It was to her. I did yep. beat you, however. I did beat you and Kyle. I ended up number one on this podcast. I'll take it. <laughs> You'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Leslie's not yes. here to, to gloat. Leslie can't, but good job, Dirty Jalapeno. Well played. Well played. Uh, Run your pool, man. Whoo! I thought I had it. I thought you almost I had came it. back with that all Patriots line. <laughs> all Patriots line. And it's so funny because I'm I'm texting you during the game. So obviously the Bills just start the game with a kick for a touch return for a touchdown. I'm like, well, that's already for his defense. That's great. Uh and then the Patriots score. I'm like, great. Who was it? The one guy I couldn't play because I played him earlier in the season, Jacoby Myers. I'm like, Jacoby Myers. Hey, then they scored again. Who was that? It was Devontae the Parker. One guy you forgot to play. Concussed, and I did not play him. <laughs> so I'm like, Parker. great. Mac Jones is actually having a decent day, and he's throwing it to guys who I'm not even playing. So this is great. And then the Bills returned another kick for a touchdown. And then they returned a second one. It was just a great day. Yeah. So, so I ended up winning that week by 70 points. <laughs> I had a decent week, actually. 124 for uh, my last week. I mean, for having a depleted lineup, I think that was pretty darn good. Yep. Um, beat you by 70, ended up winning by 190. I'll give you the 12 points back that you were arguing about previously in the season. So I ended up beating you by 178. Thank you. So um, thank we'll you. take it. I'll even give you the 70 points you basically forfeited this week. I beat you by 180. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I also looked at the head out. to head week to week and I won that 11 to 7. True. FYI. I'd like to point out that my quarterback scored more than your quarterback and you were giving me crap when you didn't know I was doing all Patriots. You're like, Oh, Mac Jones. Why would you like, Jones, why on earth would you take him right now? <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, to be yeah. fair, I did take Jarrett Stidham. So you did take Stidham. Uh, yes, yeah, so that was interesting. That was an interesting concept. I think I'm definitely going to change my strategy if we do do that again next year. Cause yeah, thinking back, there was really no reason to keep your guys at the end. If we were just purely doing it on points, the week-to-week -week didn't really matter. So now I'm just going to literally play all the injury-prone guys like week one through three, and then uh, your more durable guys maybe a little bit later. But just get all your studs. I think um, – why am I telling you my strategy? Shut up, Ethan. Yeah, just really. Go ahead. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Um, I will say week to week did matter because I just pointed it out that I beat you. Because <laughs> so you just doesn't matter. Been but... 
had it been the flip, you're like, no, nah, it's just straight points. It's just straight, straight points. points is all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm keeping track of both. Don't worry. Don't worry. I was worried. I was. I think we both ended up with Brees Hall that we didn't get to play. And that was yeah. a regret. I never and played Jonathan Taylor. You didn't have Jonathan Taylor, and that sucks for you. Uh, although he got hurt and came back, and you could have played him in those like couple of games that he came back. Yeah. And you still didn't play him. So I still did. That's that's just dumb. That's on you. I was holding on to him. Week 18, he was going to be my big play. Let's get an update on the do it board. This thing yeah. got wild. This thing this turned did out get really, wild. really good. So before I pull it up, if you remember, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Jerry Goff came down to one point coming into this one week point. with one point. And then even our you know mid-season change with the blind resumes, they were all within under seven points. So it came down to Zawaya. So let's pull it up. So Jerry Goff and Trevor Lawrence did not have big games. Both came out winners, but neither one of them really lit it up. So Trevor Lawrence ended up with 12 points. Jerry Goff only with nine and a half. So if you look at the season end of the year totals, Trevor Lawrence, 357.8 to Jared Goff's 353.6. So Trevor Lawrence ends with a four point win. So yes, that was Absolutely awesome. called that. Uh, called it. You knew it. You knew it. Um, knew it. So yeah, basically right next to each other in the final fantasy standings, which was awesome to see both top 10 quarterbacks. I think both top eight. So that was kind of sweet. Um, that, so we both undervalued both of these guys way too much. I don't think either one of us saw them being top 10, but the fact that they were spectacular. And yep. it was so close. So that was cool. All right. And then uh, Tony Pollard and Dalvin Cook. Tony Pollard had the lead coming in. He threw a goose egg. At, well, not a goose egg. A stinker, as did the entire Cowboys team. Only got two points. But Dalvin Cook, this is why I hate him. And this is why I never want him on any form of my team ever. Uh, only got 4.7 points. And so he ended up losing to Tony Pollard, 74 to 77.3. But once again, within three points, pretty cool to see. Three points. I'd like to point out, though, this is the year that Dalvin Cook played all 18 games. Right. I just want to say that. Or all 17 games. Like, I just want to say that. But I just like, can we just look? So, I mean, you can speak more to it since he was on your team this year. So, weeks 1 through 11, how, I mean, I wasn't paying full attention to him. How would you say he was? Were you happy with him or no? I was happy enough. He, okay. Again, he was durable, and he was 15 to 20 points most most games. Okay, he so really 15 was like, to 20 oh. points most games. As soon as he comes on to... My team, quote unquote, his highest was 16. Then he gets an eight. Oh, okay, I take that back. That's a, That's a 27. I thought it was 2.7. Like, that makes sense. 2.7. And then 10.7. A little bit down the stretch. 6.4, 4.7, loses by three. So it was not his best year by any stretch, but it was his healthiest year. But it was his healthiest. <laughs> this is true. All right, then we had uh, old Brandon versus old DK, and DK had the, the slight lead coming into it, and they both were, once again, quiet, but Brandon having the 10-point game, bringing his to 77.9, and DK had seven, bringing his total to 81.7. So that was awesome. Literally all three of these ended within less than five points. That's exactly what we want to see. It just shows how smart and how even we are just in finding these diamonds in the rough. Just brilliant. Exactly. We they're, are brilliant. All, they're all Aladdin. That's what they are. They're all Aladdin. All right, we had a we had an even closer do it bet of the week last <laughs> week as well. This was ham. This was ham. So we yeah. drafted the Lions and Packers game, and I had the first pick, and I just said I got to take one of the quarterbacks. I didn't want you to take both, um, so I went with Aaron Rodgers, and that turned out to be the right choice of the quarterbacks, of course, quarterback. and actually of all the players that we chose because he yeah, had thirteen point right. two points. Not a great week. But you took Goff and Amon Ra, 9.46 for Goff, 
10.9 for Amon Ra. I then took Aaron Jones, 7.8. We ended up 21 even to 20.36. Wild. 0.64 determined <laughs> this victory for your boy. That's right. The mic. Patreon the mic. For the mic. <laughs> Should have picked Shame him all the way in. I'd only known his love for Pokemon, which he called out the reporter for saying Pokemon. Uh, if I'd known his love for Pokemon, I would have taken Jamal. Did not know it. There you go. Props to Jamal Williams for breaking Barry Sanders's uh, t- touchdown record for single season for the Lions. I thought that was insane and a very weird stat. Um, <laughs> very weird person person to break it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, just not at all what you would expect out of that. I mean, he's had yeah. a, a pretty historic year, obviously for himself, but. Um, then again, to do it at Lambeau, to get two touchdowns at Lambeau like that. Former I mean, team. Yeah. Former team. You get, you got to love that. Was uh, I also love going into like week 18. They show all the incentives that players can earn like for their season long incentives. So Jamal Williams was one of them. He needed six yards for a thousand to get like 500 K bonus. And uh, suffice to say, he got the six yards. <laughs> he got he the six yards, And he has a, a new franchise record. Um, AJ Dillon, however, did not get the 38 yards that I needed him to get. I think he got uh, 33. I was uh, like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Austin Eckler got you, or was it a was it a parlay? No, Eckler got me. He was good. Okay. He was good. Dylan was uh I think four to six yards short of the 775. I think I had a bet on for him. Mm. And so my DraftKings account is at 20 cents currently. <laughs> oh. What would that have paid out? How'd you hit it? Uh, twenty bucks or something. It was like uh, a, it was a, it was a double your money. Those uh, those over unders at the beginning of the season are all like even money. Oh, okay, got you. Dang, yeah. AJ Dillon, man, one of your biggest disappointments all year. Would you say top? Russell Wilson Ooh. and AJ Dillon. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Russell You've Wilson. got Allen Robinson and who else? Stafford. Stafford, <laughs> probably both of them. Yeah, <laughs> Stafford. Yeah. You can't hit them all, but uh, we should go back through our uh, who who all was in our our um, lineups. It's funny because I was actually looking at those. I have league winning rosters. Do you want me to? I'll pull. I'll I'll download them and uh, we'll throw them up on the board real quick. Okay, does that sound yeah. good? Yes, that sounds good. I know for starters, I had Russell Wilson, so I automatically killed yeah. you there. Although I will say, I will say, t- I will, I will say the season you could pick up somebody. Um, right. I remember you drafted Tua, which was a great call. Um, but you could pick up someone like Goff, Lawrence, or Fields, and you'd be just fine. And I did that in every league. <laughs> and I did that every so, time. No um, big deal there. My bench was actually pretty damn good. Was it? <laughs> yeah. I'll show you. I'm pulling it up here in a second. You ready? Here it comes. So mine is okay. first. Or do you want yours first? Who do you want first? Whatever, man. Go ahead. Do All your right. thing. So here's mine. Quarterback, Stafford. But I had Eckler. John Joe Swift came back a little bit. He was, he was pretty yep. good. When Keenan was healthy, he, he had a great second half of the year. When Keenan was healthy, but he killed you because he was gone for like six weeks. Yeah, the first six. And then Allen Robinson obviously sucked. Dalton Schultz, Terrible. he was hurt for a little bit, but he came back. Sutton, not great. But Sutton started hot and then fell off. Yeah. ETN, great. Juju, good. Damon Harris, no. Tua, good. Damian Pierce, ended up being good. And Chris Godwin, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. I so, do like that. I like that. So, hey, actually, get some good, good hits in there. Yeah. All right. Now, here's you. So, Russell. <clears throat> Russell. Aaron Jones. Good right there. Aaron Jones was 
rock solid. Javante, Javante freaking injured first week. I mean, that, that that sucked so hard. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, obviously wide receiver one. Jefferson, monster. Mike Williams, Mike Williams disappointing. Disappointing. Your boy, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, get the hell off my team. AJ Dillon, woof. But I'm on Ron, your bench. That's a great yep. You move right him right in there. Rashad Bateman, nothing. Injured. He was good Cream until Hunt. he got injured. Cream Hunt nothing. was garbage. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, second half. Stud. Michael Carter. Not no. good. <laughs> and Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony, who just caught a touchdown, or he looked awesome for the Chiefs uh, in the uh, week 18. <laughs> week 18. So interesting. There's a lot of high upside guys that did nothing. Uh, there's <laughs> a lot of injuries here too. Yeah. I mean, you got Mike Williams was injured throughout the season. Javante, obviously, his entire season got cut. Uh, Kyle Pitts got hurt toward the end, although he was total garbage before that. Bateman injured halfway through. Kareem Hunt was garbage. Michael Carter was garbage. Kadarius Tony was injured most of the season and then traded. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But DeAndre, Amon Ra, and Jefferson as my receivers. That's pretty freaking nasty. I mean, those are Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, and then, you know, there's no second running back. That's the problem. (laughs) Then there's no second running back. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Not great. May not have won if you had that lineup. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that, didn't win. That might not have won you. Not gonna say you didn't because again, those receivers were nasty. Those receivers were nasty. So yes, interesting, interesting, interesting. So yes, the playoffs are set, uh, which is exciting. It's always fun uh, once the playoffs get going. It's some of the best football I like to see. And we're gonna be starting our NFL challenge again, similar to the pigskin pick'em, but now it's more of those kind of proppy bets with passing yards, first touchdown score, like all that kind of stuff which was actually really fun last year. So if you want to join us, Dirty Jalapeno, we're looking at you. Kyle, feel free to join in. A lot of fun. Uh, a lot of kind of different betting going on there. It's, it's cool to pick. And, uh, and then we've got our NFL challenge as well on NFL.com, which is oh, yes. pick your roster and you get double points if they last an extra round, triple points for a third round and all that. So we've Who would have thought too. Joe Mixon would have been my stud? Joe Mixon, he killed it last year for you. He did. Yep. Even though like he was never great, it was just – He's always there now getting four tons of points. So he's just you there. take him again. Give us a spoiler. Uh, you take him again. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, oh, man. Uh, well, I think maybe I should just for like a, not in memoriam. I'll just say a tribute. That was it as a tribute to Joe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, playoffs are here, man. It's the exciting time of the year. That just means the Super Bowl is ever so much closer, but unfortunately that does mean the fantasy season is over. But that doesn't mean we don't have great content coming up. Uh, we're going to be with you the entire ride of the playoffs, breakdown and all the break, breakdowning all the games and previewing them for you. And again, join our challenges; it's fun. It's just nice little little pick'em groups. So really, until next time, keep on folding. Hold it. <laughs>